This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great, because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, everybody. It's that time. I know what you're asking. What time? Nine. O'clock, which can only mean one thing, of course. It is Leicester City versus Southampton this weekend. And uh, this is the preview show. Good evening. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Good evening. How the devil are we all? Uh, well, I hope. 
Um, don't forget that we are on Leicester Till I Die tonight. Well, not just tonight, for the whole month, we have been celebrating German month. Yes, it is. So we like to slip the odd German word in, like, what is the German word for no? Nine. Oh, it is. Um, we, may, we may hear that again later. It is back to the Premier League. Well, not back. We've not been away from the Premier League. Hopefully back to winning ways. We are hosting the Saints. Good evening, Craig. How the devil are you? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Hello, everyone. Not so bad. Oh, guess how many watchers we have got at the moment? Nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I meant three squared. You did, indeed. That is um, that's a lovely number, that, isn't it? Nice round. It's got a nice sound to it. Brings back memories, doesn't it? Happy memories. <laughs> well, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, let's bring him in. Uh, I mean, he's right there. He's sat there patiently, very disappointed because I did have a load of jokes about dedicated follower of fashion and the king and the song or what have you, and he has disappointed me. Uh, but then again, his, his, his wife says that to me all the time. Hello, Jack from <laughs> Match Day Vlogs. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm just sitting here being absolutely roasted, having done nothing wrong yet, and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> but I'm doing all right. Besides besides the uh, the infringements on my personal well-being that you're putting on me right now, I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. And, uh, after our lovely long talk last night, I'm ready to have another another long chat about this weekend's game. Indeed. indeed. We could have just, we could have just sort of copied it, shouldn't we? But, I mean, in fairness, who was the first person to mention it last night? Yeah, it was me, to be fair. Yes, it was me. Yeah. But like I, I say, my therapist says I need to talk through those kind of things. When trauma like that happens in your life, it's better to just, you know, roll with it and, and live through it. Um, I still refuse to believe it happened, but I have to say it did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. If we do it again, we'll just come up and buy half your defence. Please that? don't say that <laughs> again. <laughs> That's the thing. It, it, I, what I'm hoping for is a batter of the weekend and you just take a bed and a That would be, that'd be a win for everyone. Well, it swings so around about, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't go, don't go there. Yeah, I must admit, I, I obviously I've, I've not spoke to you uh, since then, but I'm really pleased with how's the, uh, how's the twinning with Ajax going? It's great. Um, we're really doing well. Uh, Southampton itself has taken a different change in the culture. All these yeah. new uh, Amsterdam cars. The red light district's a lot, a lot uglier, but you know what? You, you can, you know, it's, 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 that's what you can do. Yeah. Dutch girls are just prettier than us. What, what can I say? What's uh, uh, dark pink, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what was the reaction when that shirt came out? Uh, it was kind of split down the middle. I think a lot of the initial like reactions the were, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the initial reaction was it should be reversed, but then yeah. I think once people saw it on the pitch and on players, everyone was like, actually, it's actually quite a spicy kit. Yeah. So uh, we, we're happy with it. I like it. I, as soon as it came out, I liked it. Yeah, I less the less stripes, the thinner I look. <laughs> I assume I assume that um, they're charging you less because they've used less color in it. You yeah, did all, here's the here's the here's something. This this kit, beautiful kit. Look at this Premier League kit, fifty fifty five pound in the club shop, Portsmouth League One, sixty for theirs. Disgusting, disgusting. Shame shame on you. 
Shame on you people breaking your fans' hearts like that. This is this this kit here may not be cheaper, got more soul to it. <laughs> I don't know, sixty three quid for our third strip. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Oh, well, yeah, we that... haven't even seen our second kit, so <laughs> and, you don't and need the to see it. Already in the third kit, so um, I can't buy that. It's a good tactic, like not having the opposition not know what you're going to wear on the day. Like you yeah, can turn up is. as anybody, turn up as yeah. anybody. Suddenly yeah. the stewards just run to the pitch and start batting them in. You know, have you noticed that we're actually avoiding talking about football because I <laughs> had a particularly overwhelming start to the season. Yeah. Um, Terry, he goes, hi, team on screen. Nothing to say tonight other than uh, another underwhelming Rogers conference and ducking questions as usual by blaming. It's all been going on for years now. TM, Spurs fan, who would be on top of the world, almost on top of the league. How the devil are you, TM? Uh, Jack, do tell us, though, of course, big Southampton fan. We can see the logo behind you as well for your, your uh, match day vlogs. How can people find you? Well, like you say, come over to Match Day Vlogs. I'm Matt Fools on Twitter as well, F-E-W-E-L-S. I need to start talking about Twitter. Apparently, Twitter's a thing the kids are doing. I'm, I'm now on, on it, you know. To... It's been a while. I've not, I've not used Twitter since I was like 14 and I was listening to really bad emo bands from Wales. Now it's all football. It's a very different landscape that I live in on Twitter nowadays. So, uh, yeah, come find me on there, Match Day Vlogs. And like I say, the Fools. But just come down to St. Mary's and come say hello. I'm usually around there all the time, just dying for football. That's where the red light district is, isn't it? That's it. You've got it absolutely nailed. Funnily enough, I feel like if it was going to be in Southampton, it would be in St Mary's. Who, who was that? Um, David Mellor, wasn't it? The ex-cabinet minister who got caught making love to his mistress in a Chelsea skirt. <laughs> top. I mean... Well, just... Somebody passed him, would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Unlike that time. Saints defence. <laughs> You're buying it, mate. Don't complain about it. <laughs> I know. We're on a very Tell sticky me. wicket there, Craig. We're on a very, <laughs> very sticky wicket. Um, Andrew's in. Good evening, Andrew. How are you? Uh, Chris normally wears a tutu on match day. <laughs> you said you'd destroy those pictures, Andrew. I'm sorry you did. Um, and Scott says, hope all... Hello, all. Hope you are all well. Can honestly say not looking forward to Saturday at all. I've got a little bit of trepidation about it as well. Um, I mean, let's have a look at some facts and figures. Three o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Almost forgotten what they were like um, at the KP. Form going into this, I mean, obviously the first three games were sort of last season. Uh, we've both had a draw and a loss. Jack? Some of your first two games for you. Uh, so the first game, first fifteen minutes, we were actually I was quite happy with it when we scored that first goal against Spurs. Everything looking sweet, and then suddenly the defence were called into action, and it was oh, it was just terrible. Like Ralph has said, we had spent the summer working our defensive plan, and we've switched to a three at the back, thinking, okay, well, hopefully that'll slow up the goals. And then you know, four goals later, it's like, well, that doesn't work. And then rolling into the Leeds match, you think, okay, well. They, they said they've been working on this defence. Let's go into the next game. Two goals later, he finally makes the decision to change those formations and change the tactics. And we score the two goals and, you know, suddenly things look better again. So if you were to ask me 60 minutes into the Leeds game, I would have said this is a terrible, terrible start to the season. But coming out of that game with a draw and seeing how resilient we were at the end of it and see the upswings like Sakamara and Aribo really performing, it does get you quite excited to see what we could do 
you know, given that we've still got a couple of weeks left of the transfer window and we've still got stuff to come in, some movement to do. I'm not that I'm, I'm like I'm not saying top half finish confident. I'm still I'm saying, you know, top of the bottom half finish. You, you give me that thirteenth, twelfth right now, and I I sort of snap your hand off for it. So, oh. but it, it swings around about like you say. First first two games. How can how much can you really take out of the first yeah. two games, especially ones against this new Spurs side? Who let's be face it. Mm-hmm. That two, you know, that 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 result against Chelsea probably a bit lucky, but they still look pretty good in it. And uh, yeah. you know, Leeds hard to hard to work out anyway. So this game on the weekend, for me, it's this Le- the Leeds game and this game are going to be somewhat factors for me to be like, how are we against the clubs that we should be getting points from? Yeah, you know? yeah. sounds very familiar, doesn't it, Craig? Oh yeah, <laughs> a, a, a manager that you know. Well, we've not got a manager that makes the right changes, really, have we? You know, I think he, I think he takes till about the 60th minute after he got up to decide to change his underwear. Well, I can't comment on that, Chris. So you're a lot closer to him than I am, um, but <laughs> I'll like take that. your word for I it. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, again. It, I mean, it's new season. I think we we've just got this fan base now um, of. Uh, raised expectations and you know i don't think that's going to go away for a while uh maybe until we have a couple of seasons of flirting with relegation and then maybe mid-table will look sweet again but um in the bigger schemes i think i think a lot of leicester fans the, the ones who think about it a bit more are probably having a bit of realization of of the fact that we have overachieved um we haven't got the money to throw around like um, Chelsea have, you know, or uh, Notts Forest. God knows where <laughs> that money's coming. Well, I think every every agent and his dog is uh, is lining up to just take players to Forest and say, "How much will you give me for this?" And um, but you know, we're learning more about the business side of things, about the fact that you can't. It takes time to build a squad where everybody's happy and you're not paying exorbitant wages to come to a club to sit on the bench. Because at the minute, when you're when we're trying to fill a squad with good quality players, if you come into a club like Leicester, the only way that you're going to do that or be prepared to do that is if we threw money at you. So we've thrown money at these players who are now warming the bench and we're, and we're falling foul of it a little bit because nobody can take them off our hands. So I think we've... You know, we had to back our manager when we were finishing, you know, flirting with the top four, um, finishing fifth a couple of times, an FA Cup win. And now it's almost like there's a levelling out, but the expectation hasn't levelled out. And I think that's what we need to come to terms with a little bit. Yeah. Um, saying good evening to uh, Boho Records and Rags. Good evening. So welcome along to the show. Uh I think you're new here. I've not seen you before, so you're more than welcome. If you are new, please do subscribe. Uh, watched VR press conference, looked uncomfortable with some of the questions. Uh, now he's down to throwing the club under the bus, uh, blaming years of bad transfers for last seasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, since winning the league, we don't, we didn't crack on. Club threw away money around because of loyalty. Uh, not finishing top four, two seasons in a row cost us financially. You're having a good day then, Boho, I take it. <laughs> but, uh, but Jack, I mean, you can see from there, and I, I wrote a piece, as I told you the other day, for um, for the BBC, and it was called The Natives Are Getting Restless. 
and you know, I'm seeing there's a lot of Leicester fans that are, I mean, I'm very much Brendan in, but I'm starting to be a little bit, you know, swayed. And how how are the fans, you know, with with, with your manager, Ralph? I mean, do, it, do you know what? It's 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 so surprisingly similar. Like I've I've said for ages that. You know, I like I like Leicester because in my mind, things like Southampton, things like Villa, right now for the past ten years, I say Leicester are kind of what we all want to achieve to win an FA Cup, to do a bit in Europe, to you know, I I like Leicester as a squad. So so the similarities of Southampton, it's hilarious because you know there's a lot of our fan base now, and I do think it's a lot of the more young younger vocal ones that are on, like I say, on Twitter and stuff like that, that would have you know if they're 23. When they saw Southampton play when they were thirteen, it was those years. It was this consecutive with you know from League yeah. One to the, into the Premier League. It was the Poch and Coman era, and you know European football. And now we're on the other side of that, back to normal how Southampton is. You know, battling at relegation and scrapping away and having to use youth and you know pinch pennies wherever we can and do different stuff. That they're kind of it's kind of getting a bit vocal of like oh you know this this team compared to two thousand and forty. It's like yeah. Well, we're not going to get a Virgil van Dijk and Sadio Mane out of nowhere again. Like that's a once in a lifetime thing. Like just enjoy the fact that we got it. So there are vocal fans that want Ralph out. And let's be fair, it is on win fifteen games now. I think it is. You know, which is not let's it's not great. But I'm of the opinion that this is a new season, new start. So the people who are still like one win in fifteen, it's like well, no, it's, it's no wins in two. Let's let's start from there and go forward. But there is starting to get a bit of unease and there have been a lot of rumours recently. There was an article that came out in the mail the other day about some player unrest back behind the scenes and just a few different things. Today in the press conference, Ralph said that we are nowhere near Leicester's level. So, you know, take that one. Uh, that's that's one for you guys. But here's well, the thing, he, he, he's, he's right. Like, there's fans kicking off saying, oh, he's got, you know, how can he say we're not on Leicester's level? We'll, we'll be c- competing with them for points this year. It's like... Well, true, but you know, Leicester have won a Premier League and an FA Cup in the past like ten years, so they are. There's a reason why they're a little bit more forward than we are. They're like we would love to be, you know, like you say, like looking for those European spots. We're we're, we're hoping to get top ten. That's at a push where I'm where I'm thinking of. So yeah. there is an unrest, but I feel like there is a, a enough of a level-headed fan base that have, you know, we were, they were there for the Rupert Low years and the Paul Sturridge years and Ari Redknapp years that you know. I, I saw something to play against Swindon in League One. Do you know what I mean? So I know, I know what it's like to be bad, and that's this isn't it yet. So it's it's finding your way, isn't it? It's just it's finding yeah. those levels of listen. There is there is stuff to be said in the criticism, and I think there you know Ralph has to take it a lot because you know there's been a lot of bad losses in this time. Two, there are two in particular that everyone likes to bring up. <laughs> that's fine. I thought I was going to hear the soundbite there, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, so it's it, we, we are there is progression now. Nine. The club, the, uh, the owners this season. I wasn't quite summer, ready for you. Caught me out. The uh, the uh, the uh, we got new owners and this is their first summer. And so far we're on a fifty-five mil net spend without having sold anyone, which Southampton have never done. And we've got right. you know we're in for um, Ramos from um, Benfica who scored last night in, in the Champions League. That would be twenty-five mil. So we're closing in on maybe having almost an eighty mil to a hundred mil summer. So I think the proof is going to be this up till January until this sort of like break until the into the World Cup. I think I'm I'm sort of holding all reservations and judgment of what it's really going on until we see where we are then. But I I get why they're upset. But you know, I was there for Mark Hughes and Pellegrini. Just calm down. 
<laughs> we we know that feeling well. Uh, exactly. Don't we agree? Let's do I say any more? Like it doesn't it doesn't matter that we finished eighth. It was the worst football. Like I've seen better football and uh, during a nine nil game than I did under Puel. So let's let's leave him alone. You were watching the team in blue. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> so I can resist that, Craig. I mean, it's almost like describing Modras, isn't it? I mean, I think I said on your show, Jack, last night, that Rodgers is beginning to sound like one of those managers that is under pressure because they're sat in the bottom three, mm. you know, and week in, week out, they're coming up with the excuses and don't we were going to turn this round mm. and we're going to have these players going to start doing this. And he, he seems to be blaming everybody but himself. And as, as I said in, in my piece on the BBC, it's, it is the natives are getting restless. They are. I mean, I, I don't feel sorry for him, but he's never going to come out and say, actually, you know, everything else is fine. It's me. You know, managers are not going to do that. Um, the only one who probably would is, is Ralph, because he's had a couple of opportunities to do that. And, and, he's, and he's stood up and said it. So fair play to him. But I don't think Brendan's that kind of guy. I think he always thinks... As I said, the bottom line is with Brendan, no one will love Brendan as much as Brendan loves Brendan. And I think <laughs> as soon as we all just accept that and move on, we'll all be happier. But yeah, he's, as I said uh, last week, I think he's a very good coach. I'm not sure he's a great manager uh, because a, real, a, a good manager earns his corn during the game. And I think that's where Rogers lets himself down and lets the fans down very often with his his changes. Um, but, you know, I, I think it is a case of let's not just get too carried away early on. Um, you know, this could be a great, you know, this could be a fantastic performance at the weekend uh, and everything in the garden's rosy. We don't need to buy any players. Everyone's great. Who knows? I, like I said many, many years ago, and it, it's funny because... Those of us of a certain age, like a Manchester United fan that is younger than 35 will not know anything about the pre-Fergie years. Mm. They've just grown up on success, which is why you get sort of the Mark Goldridge sort of rants and what have you, because they've never known how bad they were. And they were when Liverpool were dominating, you know, before Fergie came in. Um, but... <sighs> Is, I mean, apparently, I've not, I've not heard the press conference yet. I'm going to be watching it after this and probably looking at it on a show tomorrow. Apparently, Mark Albrighton is our new vice captain. I mean, it's it's a bit like the vice president of the United States, isn't it, really? It's like, it's a title rather than actually carrying any sort of it's, uh, meaning. It's the professional equivalent of winning Clubman of the Year for your local Sunday team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see why he's gone there, um, but yeah, you know, um, things. I mean, at the moment, I do feel at the moment that anything that that, that goes on, we're just going to be picked to pieces by the press. You know, it'll, they'll they'll find some reason to say well, it shouldn't be all bright and all. You know, and some of the fans are buying into that. And you know, I, he said today for farmers not asked for a request, and yet it was being heavily reported last week. Now. I don't know if he'd come out and, and lie totally to the um, to the uh, uh, to the camera or not. I don't know, but do you, do, do, people 
I don't know if you feel this uh, the same, Jack. You know that because we're not one of the so-called glamorous big six clubs that we do tend to get picked on a little bit. Yeah, I think with Southampton, all you heard in the summer from the from the major press was, "Will they keep Walt Prowse? Will they won't know?" And it's you know he's the captain. He's just signed a five-year contract. He's the highest player, and he's been at our club for twenty-plus years. It's going to be a massive price to get him gone. We all at the club knew it wasn't going to happen, yet it was all that was talked about for Southampton this summer. It's, I, I feel like it's just lazy journalism. It's they, there's only two or three things from, from each club outside the top six that they care about, and that's the thing that they're going to talk about every single time. I mean, uh, for Southampton, it, it literally is James Will Prowse and 9 0. Like the amount of times, like when I heard, like, when I was listening to Punditry throughout the summer about this season, so many top flight pundits talked about the, a 9 0 game like nine. <laughs> like it happened last season, and you know, it's 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 been it's been a season. You know, we okay, we we, we took a six by Chelsea, and it could have been worse. But you know, it's yeah. it's not happening. It's it, there are just easy points that they go to straight away, and it's just it, it's kind of why I always end up turning to channels like these for actual opinions and actual news of what's going on because it's not if it's not. Listen, it's all fun listening to the Liverpool and the City stuff. And, you know, football fan, you're like, oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about Harlem coming to the league. That's fun. But in reality, there are, you know, there are 14 other teams outside the top six. And I think they're all just as interesting as you know. And I wish I knew everything that was going on, but I can't. There but are. You're right. There is. Yeah, you're, you're right. It is. You know, they, the thing is, the pun, <coughs> the pundits and, and all the cronies that they get in, at the end of it, are not interested in any of the teams outside the top six. So you're right, they don't know anything. It's like asking one of them to say, tell me everything you know about a zebra, and they're, struck after, they're stuck after saying yeah. it's got black and white stripes. That's it. So that's all they'll pull out is old stories or anything else that seems to be doing the rounds on Twitter without doing any actual journalism or research or whatever. It's all bite-sized, or what did I read the other day on Twitter? You know, and let's not... That's not the facts. Let any facts get in the way of a of a good story as well. Yeah, I, I, all I wanted to do the other day was like, I wanted to just know what, Bur- what um, uh, Bournemouth squad is like coming up, and I thought right, put a bit of, and every bit of mainstream punditry was just comparing Scott Parker to Eddie Howe. It's like I don't I don't care about that. I don't care no. about what that, that manager comparison. I want to know what this team is like because that's who I'm going to be. That's who the team's going to be playing against. And it's yeah. just, yeah, I just find, I, I find it crazy. That's why I, you know, I don't know if you reviewed to subscribe to The Athletic, but the fact that you, you get a journalist per squad and every time you, there's a story, it tends to be really in-depth and you're going to get something good out of it. I don't understand how, you know, real major publications haven't turned to that and been like, well, yeah, we should obviously have a Savanta reporter and a Leicester reporter. So if some stuff comes through, we have actual information yeah. on it. Like there's so much, what does Sky Sports play all day when they couldn't have, 20 minutes on each Premier League squad side. How is that not how is that not a thing that you know on a preview for a weekend there's not 20 minutes on each side on what's happened? Like it's 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 mental that we, you know, Sky Sport, don't forget Sky Sports have 24 hours to fill, which Literally. they managed which they managed to fill with about 10 hours of actual coverage. Uh yeah. well, then, they do. And and talking of the athletic, I have got Rob Tanner coming up um next week, who is the Leicester's reporter at The Athletic, um, from somebody that, that actually, in fairness, worked in for newspapers for 35 years, the problem they've got is that they haven't got the staff. 
mm. you know. And you you read a story now about Bournemouth against, let's say, Southampton, and it will be a story that was written a couple of weeks ago, or Scott Parker gave an interview for, before the Man United game, and just the, the bits changed because they haven't got the, the staff yeah. to go out and do all the interviews. And, you know, it, I mean, I used to like, obviously coming from Leicester, I used to read the Leicester Mercury, but there's so many, and you'll probably back me up on this, Craig, there's so many stories on the Leicester Mercury that they've taken off things like News Now and 90 Minutes and... I mean, the guy who had the guy on the chief reporter on here the other week, uh, Jordan Blackwell, and he's a big Leicester fan. But most of what he writes is taken from clips of, and you know, you know, ninety minutes. I've no idea what they're talking about. They've, they've spoken to a tea lady somewhere, and yet, you know, Craig, that's like one line being made into a full story, filled up with a load of adverts and links to life assurance. Of course, it is. I mean, it's uh, you know, in the old days, you know, when they used to sell papers on the on a street corner and you had your little booth and there was a headline scrawled in some black marker pen. Now it's just clickbait. You know, it's let's try and find a clever way of actually taking some of the words that might be in that headline and just making it seem like it's something else. So they get clicks. Used to be about readership and how many newspapers you sold. Now it's all about how many clicks you get and they're not interested in anything beyond. You know, if somebody's reporting back, how well has your journalism gone this uh, this week? It's not like oh, I've had some really good feedback about the in-depth reporting I've done. No, had a hundred thousand clicks. Oh, great, carry on. That that's yeah. that's journalism these days. It is. <laughs> I've seen it. You know, I've seen it happen. Um, you know, but in fairness, as things move on, papers will slowly disappear altogether, and we will just be left with the digital side. But. I used to get battered at because uh, I used to work for the Bournemouth Echo, and I said I always used to go on the BBC pages because there was no adverts. <laughs> you know, yeah. Literally, you could just go on read, and that was it. But uh, Jack's in the house up the Saints, so therefore he's a Portsmouth fan. I'm oh, sorry, a Southampton <laughs> fan. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> let's let's calm it down. Yeah, yeah. He, you're he, just he, sorry, he, sorry. You're, you're not top six, so you're both just South Coast clubs. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yeah, that's. Yeah. If we're talking to the rest of the to every yeah. other pundit, pund yeah, they're all just the same. In fact, I'm yeah. sure you most most of them still think Portsmouth's above like, Bournemouth and Brighton. They're like, oh wait, Bournemouth and Brighton are top are they? Oh, who knew? Oh, we love it. We love a bit of Portsmouth. No, you like to say we beat them ten 0 which is one more than we beat Southampton <laughs> by. Um, yeah, I do. I'm nice to you. I mean, you you're you're. Probably too young to remember this, but years ago, Craig, and I'm I guess not you're not talking to me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you'll remember years ago. At this point, we didn't have a table. We, you know, we didn't see a table till about seven, eight, nine games into the league because it wasn't. It didn't tell you anything. No, no. I, I'm going to say that they do it after the first game now, don't they? I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised if uh, if some. Uh, sites are not showing the table at half time during the first game, to be honest. It was just a live table that's constantly yeah. updating. Um, it, but, the, but it feeds it, doesn't it? Because, mm. as you say, you know, we wouldn't have seen a table, you know, until six games in. So there was nothing to really moan about, you know, because we could all work it out, but we wouldn't see it. And now, after two games, geez, we're near the bottom. That's it, panic, you know. 
It's just a different world of football we're living I'm in. Gonna, I'm going to show my age league. totally now because I always remember. I think it was Shoot Magazine where they actually gave you the, the league ladders. Teams. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah, the league ladders. Yeah, my oh, granddad God. told me about them, Chris. <laughs> I, I was I was just about to say I always remember seeing a league table, but I remember distinctly my granddad saying to me, "Don't read those until till Christmas; they don't matter." So I, ever since yeah. then, I was like, "Yeah, hey, you're right." So uh... exactly. Um, but we have got a match this weekend. Uh, this is Leicester's season, and uh, having just said that, um, <laughs> I'm now going to bring. Let's this look up. at our season in depth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, two games in. Um, We've had 52% possession. We've apparently had 204 attacks. Five shots on target in two games, um, Craig. Mm. That is, it's bad, that, isn't it? Uh, in my eyes, anyway. Well, it's not great, is it, to be fair? I mean, 21 in total over two games. You know, at least, I, I mean, you could say, We've had five. If we'd had, let's say, eight shots on target and uh, two off target, we'd be complaining that we're not creating enough chances. So it's statistics, and uh, yes, we need to. We need to probably. I mean, that would probably improve if we got someone. I don't know. It's it's a bit it's a bit reckless. I know. Maybe more than one player in the opposition penalty area. I know. I've put it out there. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a bit uh, radical. It, well, earlier on, I was on Jack's Leicester channel, and he actually predicted Nottingham Forest to win. Now that shook me to the core. But that don't no, you're going too far, Craig. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Um, I just think for a Premier League team that to say on two games you've only actually got five shots on target is pretty damning, and an average mm. play rating there of six point seven five. Rich is in. Good evening, Rich. How the devil are you? Thanks very much, mate. Um, I have a bit of sympathy for him. He's a Man United fan at the moment. So, wait, well, at the moment, he's always a Man United fan. But at the moment, obviously not feeling uh, that, that good. But um, those Man United fans, those Man United fans have always wondered what it's been, what it would have been like to sing the old The Football League is Upside Down song. And now <laughs> they're getting a chance to do it. I'll always say, in fairness, look where Arsenal were this time last season and where they ended up. But you're not going to get away with this, Jack, uh, because this is Southampton season. Yeah. Hey, listen, Um, we've got way way less attacks than you and our, you know, shots on target, the shots off target, pretty much the same. So, you know, it's... uh, Yeah, again, that's worrying. Yeah. It's racking racking up the corners as well. Oh, it, it, do you know what? It's it's been difficult. It, the first, against Spurs, we finished the game about sixty minutes. Ralph made the subs. Then we didn't. We played the last four, like thirty minutes of that game without any strikers on the pitch. He just didn't put any. He just took them all off, and it was it was so. We had no idea. And then we end the Leeds game with three strikers on the pitch, and the goals come in. Woo-hoo! Who would have thought? Eh? What a crazy situation to be in. Um, but our thing has been scoring goals for for a while now. As much as we've been conceding, you know, putting it in the net has been difficult. Um, we're still after like a striker, so attacking it's been toothless. As, as a Premier League team, which Southampton obviously are, if you looked at that and went six shots, you'd think that was just against Leeds, wouldn't you? 
yeah, you would, yeah, you would, you would think that. But uh, and I'm, I'm not just thinking that Southampton. It, it's, yeah. it, it was no better for Leicester. You did all, I, yeah. yeah, you're right. I, sorry, I, I bet you could probably take out three or four teams. And the way football is played these days, I bet those stats wouldn't be much different because it's all about possession. It's mm. not about, you know, quickly, as quickly as you can, getting a crack on goal. It's about possession, 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 until we create the perfect opportunity. Then we may have a shot. But football's different these days. So, you know, I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I hate it, but it doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. You, you've sworn... You know, normally that would be a warning that you're going to be kicked, but uh, I'll let you off. I, I mean, we did feel, we felt that sorry for you after we beat you 9 0 that we did, as they take half your defence with us. So, um, and you've got two more on the way, don't worry about it. You're going to love Bednarak and McCarthy. They're going to really shore up that defence. <laughs> you, you joke, mate. You joke. I don't know, hey, there are no jokes about it. I was joking when you took Vestergaard, and then the joke stopped being funny because you took Vestergaard. So now what? I'm just saying it's serious you, for real. You were the man that sat there without cracking your face and saying, Yeah, you've got a good defender there. You have to know, as soon as I switched the screen off, I went. <laughs> you're right Craig like the, the, the game of football has changed that that to me as annoying as it is that does make sense especially with the first when the first game was Tottenham and how bad we, that game was attacking and then I would probably say there was one shot on target and it was the one that went in and the, the rest of this five were all from Leeds so that's that is honestly God the way I, I would I would look at that but you're right it's just, that's just that is just the, the possession game and yeah is it fun no but that's the way you got to be right now. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm too old school, and I, I, I think need... I'm, I'm moving into the Nigel Pearson camp. I think I don't know if you saw his you interview retire, yesterday. <laughs> well, I'm going to say he just said he's just getting fed up with football, didn't he? You know, yeah. mainly mainly the referees, but he's just getting fed up with football. Indeed, that's the Neil, the Neil Warnock effect. Yeah. <laughs> Boho says there we won the league with an average of twenty eight percent possession. You know, you you. I mean, you know, last season, Craig. You know, we looked at it and we sort of said, you know, great. You know, we played we played more passes than the opposition. That must mean we're doing well. No, that was Casper and Sorinchu passing it backwards and forwards to each other because they couldn't decide what to do with the ball. It's no good having the possession if you don't do sweet FA with it. And I just think when you're in this league, which is supposed to be the best league in the world, certainly in Europe, that you should be having more than five or six shots on target in two games, doesn't matter who you're playing. Uh, there's, for me, everybody, and Brendan's one of the worst at it, we've all been sucked into this, um, been brainwashed by Pep that that's the way to play football you know before pep you someone tell me if i'm wrong did anyone try and play out from the back i i, I can't recall it but now you have to play out from the back and for what what is seriously what is the point how many goals last season were scored that were started from the goalkeeper i'd love someone i bet someone somewhere's got a stat and I bet it's not many. So, you know, nobody wants to see necessarily the long ball booted up and everybody fighting for it. But just playing the opposition off, please. I always remember that. There's that Brian Clough quote where he just says, goalkeepers are meant to play football. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why they're in goal. Yeah. There's a very thin line between 
uh, hoofing a long ball up and oh, god look at that amazing pass <laughs> yeah. it's a thin line isn't it it's a really really thin line I will say the first couple that we've got this, we've got a new keeper Vazanu and he plays sweeper a lot of the time and first game I saw him do that I was like this is going to be a problem this is going to be a real issue because we have got some dumb players that won't look up and just assume he stood by the goal and the first game against Spurs Bednarak didn't look up and almost passed it into the goal it's like Oh, for God's sake, this player at the back is just not... If you've got heart conditions, it's just not worth watching football right now. It's like it, That player, playing at the back... I mean, the fact that we like players now can stand inside the box for a goal kick, it's like, how if we've really just changed the rules to help Pep? Like, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not too against the five substitutions, but again, another one, I'm like, why are we helping these guys? Why are we letting this... Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, do you say we can make five substitutions? <laughs> Since 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 when? <laughs> when was that brought in? So, hang on, I, I need to ring Brendan and let him know. <laughs> Talking to Brendan, we've got Brendan's biggest fan in here. And good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Uh, and the Leicester fan channel, get over there, give him some support, and um, and and buy him some lifts for his shoes. He needs it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've said that about Bcom. To be fair, we have no one to go along to. Um, I just think that an average, an average rating of us with 6.7, you with 6.3, it's probably going to be nil nil in the last game on match of the day. But, uh, but hey, some good news. And I know when we're looking at these figures, we don't always have good news, but good news for Leicester. Look at this yeah, we've played Southampton yeah. 32 times in the Premier League, and we've won more than the opposition, Craig. We've got 13 wow. wins. Nine of them are being at Leicester. Well, that's uh, that's a rare sight, isn't it? It is. You know, you're welcome. If anyone who's lost a screenshot, that feel free. You know, not often that that looks that good. Uh, And Jack, you've only won three times um, at the KP. It's. uh, I mean, it's a fortress. Let's be fair. It is a fortress. (laughs) Um, I do believe we won. Two, I do believe. I do believe we won two one after that nine nil game, right at the, uh, at the at the King Power. So we do have that. We do have that one in the bag. So yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I, I've even before that game, I've always said Leicester were a, were a, a tricky team for us. There, you know, we play teams like uh, nine and Villa. I always feel somewhat confident that we might get something. But every time we step into you, I always feel there's something coming. Always, there's always yeah. something. And uh, yeah, it's it's why I'm still nervous going to this think, game at the weekend. I think Although, the last time didn't you you played his last game of the season, didn't you? Yeah, yes, we did. I think, yeah, and uh, I, th- I think I think you were being very generous because I th- I think I'm right in saying that you um, you let uh, Perez score a couple as well. Oh yes, we we discussed this last night, didn't we? That Perez just loves to bang one against Southampton. He Perez, he's the team of Werner for for, for, for Leicester. <laughs> just loves in scoring fairness, against Southampton. I actually put him in my team purely for the fact because we're playing Southampton. <laughs> 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 that was the that was the reason he made it into my yeah. team. Chris, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Last night, I don't know what he, he said. He doesn't say on it, but Chris was he just couldn't say enough nice things about Perez. He says he's definitely without that one of the most underrated players in your squad. Deserves yeah. a longer contract extension. I don't. I, I don't know too much about the nine. Chris said he's. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about it. Chris. Chris said he's going to get on the back of his shirt this season. <laughs> There's just nine. no need for that. 
Right. There was no he reason. Doesn't, nine he doesn't notes. say a lot yeah. of it on air on his own channel. But um, no, yeah. no. Um, in fact, I, I, this this is you know what I think Jack should be saying. The answer here. is I don't have the first damn clue. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I should just buy this. <laughs> I don't have sound bites. This is so unfair. Like I've got nothing to like, just be throwing stuff on my laptop. Because Chris was a seventies DJ. <laughs> really? Yeah. He has to do this now just to keep uh, keep certain elements away from the door. I uh, I actually I mean, I've been watching the thing about the demise, the blood on the floor series about the demise of Radio One uh, yeah. today, but. Um, uh, I did do have, to, do have Tony Blackburn vibes. There, there are those there. Those Tony Blackburn vibes are really there. <laughs> <laughs> He's left Radio 2 or something now, I think, as well. Anyway, moving on. Um, Ant's feeling good about Saturday. We have Barnes back. Yeah, I didn't know that yesterday, so I didn't put him in my team. Uh, no, Chris, 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 sorry, mate. Can, can you just put that one back up? Because I thought I read something. Ant is feeling good. That's about as close to a positive feeling I think I've ever seen from Ant. It's good to have you back, Ant. And you have been stood next to him quite often. I have indeed. Yes. I have indeed. Yes, he's, his he's, excitement doesn't always show. Yeah, he's not the most positive of guys, so that says something. <laughs> good stuff, Ant. Hey, there's hope for us all yet. Yeah. There's hope for us all. Uh, boy, that. Hayden says... Um, Something needs to change drastically. We're conceding goals because we played two games and only got a point from it. Yes, it's only two games, but we've seen last season we're still the team that concedes goals. No, no, uh, no, no. That's Southampton are the team that concedes goals. This could actually be 9 9. It could either be 0 0 or 9 9. This. <laughs> Ants, am I, as always, lawyer? And Brad Zing, good evening, Brad. How the devil are oh, you? Have you finished your show, Brad? I thought you had a show tonight at nine. Maybe maybe it's finished. It was earlier, I think. Was it? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh yeah, as as get the lights up, guys. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ant. Indeed. So yeah, for once, as I say, it was looking good on that. Um, my worry is, and I don't know about whether you feel this way, Jack, but Craig, we started badly last season we weren't actually sort of not getting uh wins or what have you although they were hard to come by but you know it's like the opening game wolves we only just managed to beat them one nil and that was because they come to barn door with a you know with a brick from two foot you yeah. know and we struggled against norwich and these were teams that at the end of the season we were doing you know we were putting four or five past teams and that is the worry that is the worry that um I'm, I'm wondering whether we're going to see the same again. Well, to be honest, um, what I would like is for the... Uh, well, I, I'm not even going to say the big six. Um, so the two people who who wield the most power in English football, um, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, um, to get together and basically say... The transfer window needs to close when the season starts because i think we're suffering from that we've got a squad who doesn't know what squad they're going to have in a few weeks time i, I don't think it benefits anyone 
You've had all summer to get transfers done. I don't know why it needs to go into the season. Once you have the season started, you've got a window in the middle. It should be shut. And I think we're suffering a little bit with players. You know, if you were Tielemans, if you were Fafana, there's a big signing, a big chance of a move in the next two or three weeks. Are you going to go in for that tackle where you may get hurt? Are you going to give everything you've got? I don't think so. And then you've got players around them thinking, well, hang on a minute, he's not trying. I don't know if he's going to be here next week, whether I'm going to be playing with someone else. I think it's a mockery for football. I think there's no reason for it. I haven't heard anybody give one good reason why the transfer window is still open. All the teams have got all the money they need, you know, to do all their business early on. It benefits nobody other than the big clubs because the big clubs don't lose their players that they don't want to lose. No, no. All right, and how does this sort of compare to this? You start last season. I mean, you had a really good start last season, Jack. I thought, you know, I thought actually, I thought, oh, nosebleed time. We might actually get into Europe. Yeah, we have Southampton always do the thing where out the gates we never win our opening game. We we probably struggle with the first four or five. That's so that's the way it is. But then when you sort of kick on through September all the way to Christmas, we were absolutely flying. We were mm. really like I mean, again, the thing is same the season before that it seems to just be we get to January and we just completely fall off. Now whether that's because. You know, there's some people that think oh, the, the team know that they've made 40 points and relegation is not an issue now, so you can you can ignore you can take your foot off a little bit. Or, you know, the season before it was an injury crisis that was the tail off, but then, then we didn't have that excuse last season, so there was really no excuse in January onwards. You know, we we lost four one to Aston Villa, and then we won one more since then, and that against against Arsenal. It's and you're you're right to, to, to be in the stage now where. I don't know what the complete Southampton squad is going to look like until January. I don't know what that's going to be. I feel, I honestly think there could be three or four, possibly even five Southampton players to leave before the, the window shuts and another three or four to come in. How are you meant to, how are they meant to be a cohesive squad, you know, leading you into the, to this year? I, I, I'm kind of hoping that it's the reverse for Southampton where it is a tricky start because we've waited so long to get certain players in. And then they're gonna. It's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna end strong. We can end the season strong. I'd be. I'd be pretty happy. But you're right. I hate. I hate hearing the owners and the managers say. You know, we're waiting for certain players to realise that they've got no other option. Mm-hmm. That's why. Why, why are we doing that? Like there, there are a couple of players' names that we've had come. I think one of them was um, Dembele from uh, you know Lyon. And it's like, well, once he turns, once he realises he's not going to go to United, and once he realises he's not going there, we'll probably get him. It's like. What sort, of what, yeah. sort of that, what sort of commitments that guy got? I, I, I get that not every, like there's not a lot of European players out there that are like, oh, I can't wait to go to Southampton. But if they're not impressed by the, the idea, the project and the money straight off the bat, I don't really want them. I don't really, yeah. really care that much. Um, and I just feel like you're right. Waiting, open, having the window open this late, you're just driving more and more of that. We, we are, you are slowly becoming the last option. And why would like and and if the players coming in with like it's not where I want it to be, but maybe in a few seasons I can kick on. It's just a bad way to start. Who off, was it who joined Everton at the last minute? Was it Aaron Lennon? And he looked absolutely miserable yeah. in his publicity shot. I mean, the other worry is Craig. We've got the World Cup, and I'm just thinking mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of signings made following that World Cup on the basis of having seen a player for four or five games. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if you're if you're seeing, you know, how someone can um, perform in in forty degree heat, then obviously, you know, they'll all be queuing up to to come to uh, the Premier League and replicate that in similar conditions during the winter. Um, I, I hate buying. Oh, anybody. I did on a wet night in up in Stoke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't. I've never been a big fan of buying anybody on the on the back of one decent tournament. To be honest, I, I've seen it. Uh, I remember Who did we get that Polish young guy that had a brilliant Euros. Uh, um, began with the B. Ben. Yeah, uh, Bartosk or something like that. Yeah, Bart. Yes. But I remember yeah. even Liverpool going back a few years. I think uh, Morientes had a fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he had a good season in the Champions League the, the season before, and then they bought him, and then they realised very quickly that that was a freak. And uh, so this happens all the time. So, you know, buy, don't forget, I mean, we probably won't, still won't be buying anybody by then anyway. So, no, uh, no. Um, yeah, I can't see it happening. Yeah. Kaputska, you are quite Bartosz, right. Kaputska, yeah. yeah. Kaputska, it's easy for you to say. Um, <laughs> TM, really? You can still have Kane? <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Well, you we really don't him. like him. We, we let him go through our fingers. Do you remember? We had him. We had him. him we basically Vardy taught him all he knew. Yes. Exactly. I, I do love that picture of him and Vardy sat on the bench and you just yeah. like, cool. Yeah. If only people knew. Yeah. I love, was it, I'm not sure which one of the ladies it was, um, who did the chink in the final, um, did the chink over the, for the first goal? And she was interviewed afterwards and she said, oh, Harry Kane was sort of tweeting about it. She went, yeah, I taught him all he knows. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, Rico, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along. Right, it's going to be that time when we're just going to um, be, well, we're just going to embarrass Jack even more than we have done already because we're going to go and have a prediction on the scores and have a look at the teams straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Now then, here we go. Uh, Jack, <laughs> as you know, I went for a 2 1 Leicester win, um, being a little bit reserved. Um, Craig went for 3 1, and now we're on to the ex players. Steve Leinix went for 2 0, which is surprising because he usually plays the fact that he goes the other way because he never gets the score right. Steve Walsh has gone for a 4 0, so that's getting a bit more. Like what we know, what we know. Slightly more insulting, yes, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> Marshall has gone for 2-1. Jerry Taggart, who was actually, haven't seen it yet, do tune in to the uh, Tuesday prediction show. It is uh, under the latest show still. We had Jerry Taggart on, and uh, please go on there. Look at the details about the, the charity that his wife is supporting and get on there and donate. Um, yeah, he's gone for 2-0. And Ian Wilson has gone for three. I was surprised that nobody went nine, but you never know. They might do in the chat now. But Jack, you obviously are going to say that uh, this is going to be a win for Southampton. I'd be disappointed if you didn't. It's crazy that all these people are wrong. It's it's like so, <laughs> so many in a row. There, it's 
just 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 absolutely mad. Listen, I think this is one of those games where both of us will kind of be like, we should get something out of this. We could get something out of this, given like I look at your blast performances, and I, you know, I do sort of see that a squad that's that is stagnating, and I'm looking at our squad, I'm thinking we've got a few players in. Hopefully, you know, like in in your logical brain, it's like Leicester haven't bought anyone, and you know, we've got these new players, and so something should be happening here, and we should hopefully go into them and. Coming at the end of that Leeds game, um, I've not watched our press conference today either. And even if I could, I don't think I could understand it. It's all just... I don't know what, don't know what anyone's saying in press conferences. So I'm hoping that we're going to switch back to that 4-2-2-2. And I hope that we're going to be more attacking. I said um, we're going to go into the lineups in a minute. I was I almost thought Southampton looked really good in the 4-3-3 at the end of the game last time. So super attacking. I'm hoping for a few goals. So uh, I'm... Yeah. Uh, and I, I, like I said, usually at this game, I would be like 2-1 Southampton, but Southampton literally can't hold on to a 2-1 win. So I have to say 3-1. Yeah. And, sorry, um, sorry, Brad, sorry. Uh, if you, Let me know if you're up for doing a, a review like we did last week of the uh, manager's conference tomorrow. Probably do it. Um, it's Friday tomorrow, isn't it? Probably do it around 5. Let me know. Let me know. Um, Rico's gone 3-0 Leicester, Scott. 10 nil to Leicester. <laughs> I wish, Scott. I wish. That would be nice. Why do I come here? Why do I come here? I mean, I, granted, I like the chat, but why do I come here? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the sad thing is, really, uh, you know, we haven't bought anyone, so we're just going to have to go with the uh, the team that won us our last Premier League game. I can't remember who that was against now. Um, yeah, what was it? Yes, just um, let's, let's, let's forget about that. Never sure, mind. Okay. Forget I said anything, boys. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Talking of moving on, uh, this is your injury bench at the moment. Um, Theo uh, Walcott's injured? Never. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who would have known it? Isn't it uh, mental that they, did, that they didn't throw in a medical bench with that transfer? Don't you think you should just, just come with it? It's like a toy, like an accessory <laughs> of a toy. A Barbie comes with a hairbrush, Steel Walcott should come with a medical bench. It's just, just the way it should be. Do you think, I mean, obviously, their um, Livramato, here we go, trying to say, <laughs> BL, he, he says there he's ruled out and he's not going to be back till January. And then Theo and Romain are no return day. But obviously, Shea Adams there, um, potentially returning for this match, or would it be too soon for him? Uh, I feel like the only thing, only like the, the headlines I've read from the press say that uh, he Shea picked up a, a knock towards the end of the Leeds game, uh, but he was back in training. He's pretty much 100%. I think it was just a little thing. So I think there's a good chance if he doesn't start the game, he'll probably make an appearance from the bench. I think his physicality in the last game is just... Uh, I, the, the two strikers that we have, like uh, really, are Adam Armstrong and Shea Adams, and I feel like they're just not never utilised in the right way. It always feels like for some reason Adam Armstrong has to be the the, the muscle, and Shea's trying to be a bit of flair at the end of the box. But it's like put it the other way around. It, like Shea McAdams is a, is a Scottish ta- a Scottish tank, so yeah. like it's it it, it, it kind of makes it no no sense to me. But it seems to be now we got uh, Sakamara as well that they they're, they're working out a bit more. And honestly, the last last few minutes of the game last last week kind of really. You know, made me a bit more happy to see Shea and Adam Armstrong say, but the rest of them, yeah, I think Roman Peru, I think they said he he might be back on the bench. Strange, he was he he, he missed a bit of preseason for it with an injury. He was on the bench for Spurs, wasn't on the bench for for Leeds. Um, uh, it is kind of forcing us to play that kind of free at the back without Roman because we obviously we like playing with our fullbacks playing pretty pretty high, 
and we're and with with him out and Tino out and uh it, we don't we're kind of out of fullbacks really uh we've got currently got Musa Gineppo playing at fullback which I don't know if you've ever ever seen Bambi on ice but it's very <laughs> it's very similar he's very similar to he's a fair play to him he's had a good preseason and he's got in the last game he really put in probably his best performance in a Southampton shirt so I wouldn't be too upset to see him back there but it's we do miss Tino. Tino, he uh, did his ACL at Brighton, and it was uh, it was awful. Like, do you, do you miss Vestergaard enough to have him back? Um, Who are you asking? So <laughs> it's gone quiet. Were you talking to a Celtic fan? Because it wasn't. It can't be a me that you were talking to. I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, Brad says I can give you nine reasons why you come on here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jack, Jack, tell us a little bit about this. Uh, is it Mare? Nine, nine. That was a that was a very nice little cameo he put on. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, what a ball that was for the. It, it, for the hell of a hell of a signing. The story, the story of the signing anyway is great because we, we bought him from Bordeaux for eleven million. Bordeaux about to go and in, well, in, going into liquidation. Uh, Newcastle, the richest club in the world, were willing wait, were waiting for them to go into liquidation and then to just swoop them out. But um, the 11 million kind of saved Bordeaux from going from dropping out of League Two. So it's you know we didn't know too much about him, young up and comer. Very very strange. When we were going to the Spurs game, me and Mike, uh, we were walking into the stadium. Some chap stopped us with a, a suitcase and he's like like a back roller. And he was like, "Are oh, you boys from Southampton?" We're like, "Yeah." And he goes, "How do I get back from Southampton after the game?" I was like. Just, just follow the guys with this badge. And he goes, oh, no, I'm Sakamara's dad, and I don't know how to get into the stadium. We're like, um, probably want to go to reception, mate. He was literally just outside. He was, literally, he was literally sat outside the car park, just sort of like wow. just waiting, literally just like, Saka must be here soon. But um, yeah. we don't know what, didn't know, we don't know too much what to expect from him. He seems to have a lot of flair to him, but mm. you're right. That cameo, that little, the turn and the, the yeah. pass. Yeah. Not bad, not, bad, not bad for a debut, eh? Not bad for a debut. Yeah. And again, he's only, I think, 19, 19, 20. Wow. We, 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 you know, it's, I'm very excited to see see more of him. Very I'm excited. In, I'm in trouble with Melina. She's calling me by my Sunday name. Uh, but <laughs> good evening, Melina. Welcome along. Uh, big Arsenal fan. If there's any Arsenal fans in here, then she's the lady to follow. Um, these are ours, um, Craig. Piera isn't going to be here. Well, he's out till February. We know that. Uh, what a great Bertrand, middle name Ricardo's got. Barbosa. Yeah, I know. Barbosa. Uh, Ryan Bertrand. Well, we know he'll be, he'll be injured again, won't he? We know. We, we, know we should have also sold him with a medical bench. Our bad. That's my yeah. bad. fault. Oh, the way, no, he was free agent, wasn't he? That's your yeah, fault. He was a fr- your no, fault, not our fault. And hopefully he's on the NHS and not private because it'd be costing us a bloody fortune if he is. <laughs> but Harvey Barnes, he may be available to start, mm. but not able to play the full 90 minutes. Uh, we will discuss that tomorrow, says uh, yeah. uh, Ant's favourite uh, manager. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, our, our injury list is um, a lot better than it was. It's a shame Pereira got, uh, got injured and, and shame that that Harvey did as well. I mean, we just got to stop playing Spanish teams in pre-season friendlies at the King Power. I think that's the that's the lesson learned from the last two seasons. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. So let's have a look, and we will um, let's let. Should we pick some teams? Let's. I'm going to go for Barcelona. 
<laughs> oh, no, 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 they're, they're, they're in a bit financial trouble, mate. Don't go. Don't go I'm going for Ajax. All I need is a new badge. I'll be yeah, fine. True. That's true. I'll go for Portsmouth just to wind you up. Hey, <laughs> listen, don't you, you need to put yourself a lot higher than that, right? Put yourself down. You know, I, I'm, self-praise. I'm, not, self-praise. I'm not higher than that. I literally am that vindictive. <laughs> Chris, Chris, yeah. you live down here, mate. You know how bad it is there. Don't joke about it, or they'll make you move there, and then you can't to be, leave. To be fair, if you if you squint, it looks like he's in a Portsmouth shrine. <laughs> I, I have twin. never been to Portsmouth, <laughs> mate. Don't, don't, don't bother. Don't bother. They should just crack Portsea Island off and push it out. And I've been, I've been to Southampton a few times, and that was, I think, it's about five times, and that was probably four too many. But anyway. And look at you, you're still smiling. It still hasn't stopped. It's just been It's just that one time when we went that Friday night in the rain. I remember <sighs> I remember going to the Dell. Oh yeah. I never I never knew. That was an Del. experience. Do you know what? As a kid, I, 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 I've never been to. I, I, I you know, I, I very young, but I did get to go to the to the Dell a handful of times. And as a kid, I always remember the club shop being a shed. And I thought, there's no way it was that small. Like I like in my, in my and I recently saw a picture of it and it's literally a shed. I was like, oh wow, like <laughs> that place was <laughs> awesome. My memory town and we were we were not league. <laughs> I don't know if my memory is skewed, but my my abiding memory of of the Dell is that on one side. You've got seats behind the standing, but it was on a diagonal. Yeah, it's on like a big diagonal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely really? bizarre. If you if you look at pictures of it now, I think I think we're all sort of the same. If you've got a more modern club and you look at your old stadium, you're like, I get why we can't be in there, but I really wish we were in that. Like it's yeah. so it's so much more attractive and it's just some just more history to it. As much as I love St Mary's, me and St Mary's have, the, have the, it had the same birthday, and it's just like. Not literally, we weren't born on the same day. It's just happened August the 11th. I don't want to scare you that much. But, it, you know, it's, it, it, I like it, but it's well, you, not. You are, you are looking a lot better for the years than St. Mary's Stadium. Oh, for and, real. Like, and the shallowest goals as well. The nets ended at the is, end of the stanchion. That is literally my favorite stat about the Dow, the shallowest goal nets. And anytime you yeah. watch Matt Letty's bangers, they all just go boom and shoot straight back out. <laughs> you, you almost needed VAR for that because the, the goal line was pretty much the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> right, sir. Um, let's start with Southampton, soon as you are the guest on the show. Oh, thank you. Um, what formation would you... Uh, to be honest... No, we're going to go for the team that you want, not the team yeah. that you think. That's uh, that is well, thank you thank you for that is what I'm going to go for and to be fair you're not too far away I would just put that centre midfielder maybe slightly higher um, so it's sort of like a, a, a number ten behind the uh, behind the attack. No, nope, the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. Uh, pretty that, that's Seems the way I'm going to go. Be a little bit out of sync here, to be honest with you. I'd be a bit worried if my goalkeeper was that far out of the. <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's about as far as, as Baz will come out now. He, is, he loves that sweeper keeper position, and you will see him go out there. Um, I'm very scared for some it's, some point this season that's going to go wrong, and we're just going to have to live with that. We all just have to accept that that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be a big, uh, big Gavin Bazanu in uh, in goal. Bazunu. Now it just say there when I've just when I've just pulled that up because. The fact that you called him Baz gave me a clue which way you were going there. It actually says Portsmouth goalkeeper. Not only was he Portsmouth goalkeeper last season, but he was their player of the season. And the way we announced him at the club is our club just retweeted him winning player of the, player of the season. I was like, 
Good job, admin. You've nailed that one. So yeah, he um uh, he, he came from uh, he was a, a City Academy. He's uh Ireland's number one. He's for twenty years old. So much confidence. He's way louder than Forster McCarthy. Any keeper I've seen in that goal for a while. He's really he really lets the defence know. And he likes I'm diving cool. for shots, which Alex McCarthy absolutely hates to do. Um, which is you know strange. I was all talking dive not with the club anymore. Yeah, no. Forster, Forster's contract ran out. He's at, he's at Spurs now. Never no, Gunn. What's he called? What was he? Oh, Angus. Angus, that's it. Brian was his dad, wasn't it? Yeah, but let's not talk about Angus. The, the, it was so bad for Angus Gunn at Southampton that his the only time he got a chant, it was once, it was to Baby Shark. And <laughs> that's just a disgrace. That's a, like, I'd rather have no chant. I'd rather be Ryan Bertrand with no chant. So. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of Southampton as the team over the past few seasons who have never had a number one keeper, but have had about four number twos. Yeah, that's uh, that has been that's been the issue. As did I, as as a, when, I, when I was a kid, obviously being a chunkier lad, I was the goalkeeper all the time. So I used to love Southampton goalkeepers. Anthony Amy was my b -b boy. He's not finish. He's finish. twenty nine. <laughs> he's he's he was great. I loved. It. I even loved Paul Jones, Tim Flowers. We had some we had, we had some names back in the day, you know. And it's been a while since we've had that. Calvin Davis is probably the last sort of sturdy goalkeeper, and it's in and out since then. So hopefully Baz is kind of our new guy. And the fact he's so young makes hopefully makes you think we're going to see him for a while. I'm hopefully um, what's Matey from Brighton called? Is it Sancho? Was the keeper called? Yeah, Sanchez. And yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it's one of those where it's not a, not completely known, but he's just going to come into the league and just just storm it. I am somewhat of the opinion that your team is only as good as your goalkeeper. Yeah, you know, I, I I think Aston Villa by Martinez was like one of the best buys. Yeah. Like, ah, that makes so much sense. And uh, you know, Ramsdale with Arsenal. I hope I, I well, I said to you guys last night. I hope it, you know, tell me more about your your current number one and where that's uh, where that's standing. But, um, yeah, that is our boy for now. Um, our so fullback positions. Uh, well, yeah, we we'll say good evening to Del Boy, who's in um, Arsenal. Fan, <laughs> it's an Arsenal massive. We've got two Arsenal fans in. Hell, <laughs> they're taking over. Um, hope you're well. He, he likes Baz, and of course, he's Irish, so of course, he'd like it. Exactly. Like it. Um, yeah, so who are we going to play out in what what I like to refer to as the uh, Ryan Bertrand position? <laughs> the Bertrand <laughs> position. Well, like I said, the past few weeks, it's been um, it's been Musa Gineppo in that left position. I kind of want to see something a bit different this weekend because I just feel like. He needs to be a little bit more defensive because we're not playing the three at the back. So something that's a bit more sturdy. I would actually put in the Bertrand position, Kyle Walker-Peters, majority of Lassie, he played on the left side to Tino Livermento on the right. So I'm going to put Kyle Walker-Peters on the left and I'm going to put Jan Valery on the right side because uh, Jan's had an amazing preseason and he's had a really good end to the last season. He's been playing more as the right side of centre-back in the three and looking really good there. I'm hoping those few performances have got his confidence up so he can play in the fullback position, which is where he wants to play. Um, right. So, so um, that, I, that, to be on the yeah, right then, sorry. That is, that, that is uh, Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-Y. Yeah. <laughs> I think he usually has a shocker against us, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure he does. You said because he's not on my screen, and I don't know how to spell his name. Yeah, <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry about Musa. Then uh, in the middle, it's uh, Salasu. Salasu is. Let's to God. Let's to God. 
Hey, mate, he's your problem now. He's your problem now. <laughs> you can, if you want to start him, you can start him. But um, yeah, I think Salasu's going to be on be on on the uh, the left side, and uh, Bella Kochap on the other side. A new uh, a new signing from um, somewhere in Germany. I prefer the like me. Let me get him on the right side. I was going to put him on the uh, on the other side. Um... But yeah, he made his uh, first you know, prem uh, debut last week. Um, we were all really surprised he didn't start against Spurs because he had such a good preseason. But and when you see him, he's huge. He's a tank. He's a 19-year-old that is probably just he looks like Van Dyke size. He's massive and he's only going to get bigger. Well, that's well, that's not him. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> just to say he has a slightly different um, complexion than that would be understatement. <laughs> His name is Armel Bellacopture, if that helps you at all. Bellacopture is uh, hyphenated. Is that hyphenated? Honestly. I guess. Yeah. But honestly, when, when, uh, when I saw him pre-season against uh, Monaco, you know, you see pictures and you think, oh, he looks, I can understand what sort of player he is. And you see him in real life, you're like, oh my God, that is a refrigerator on leg. This is going to be going to be some do it. And last week against um, <clears throat> against Leeds, he made some, he made some forward runs. He was, he was very brave going forward, just really leaving the back, just going on a little wonder and a shoot. But so, very excited to see some more of him. Well, I feel like I'm going to leave that guy in because your you guy doesn't exist on here. He so, doesn't, don't worry about it. <laughs> we, we, uh, we know it's not him, but the name's right, you know. So in my CDM position, I'll put uh, Romeo Lavia. Lavia from, uh, again, a new signing from uh, uh, the City youth team. I think he has the... Highest um, defensive uh, defensive press um, stats in the league so far. He, honestly, he's been closing balls down. He again, another unit, nineteen year old. He's got. You can tell from his interviews and hearing him talk that he's got a win mentality. Why he's at Southampton, I have no idea. But he is a he is a player that wants. Is, he's going to succeed. Like going forward, the even he's just on the left, mate, or on the right. Uh, I put him put him on the left. Put him on the left. I think it's going to be it's going to be kind of like a, like a snake. So it'll be a, a CDM. Paul Prowse slightly above him, and then Ari Bowen that kind of number ten sort of zigzagging. Right. So, how are you spelling his name? Lavia is L A V I A. Lavia. Romeo. Ma- Romeo. Romeo. So in our team, we've got Romeo <laughs> Romero, Stuart Armstrong, Adam Armstrong. <laughs> Shay Adams, Adam, it's too many similar I don't know names. If that's the right one or not? Who cares? You can't see who that's, it is anyway. That's all it needs to be. Obviously, the other set um, midfielder is going to be James Ward Prowse, the one and only. Everyone's favourite. Everybody wants him. Everybody yeah. needs him. Everyone's scared of those free kicks. And then on the right. So, so yeah, Ward Prowse will be on on that on that right side. That right, right, oh, right, sorry, right. right. Center, yeah. Sorry. So he, he'll be more, like slightly forward than that. No. I like the look of uh, Aribo. He, um... Yeah, Aribo was a player that I was really excited about. If he was the first one this summer, when you heard the name, I was like, great. Because I'm not saying I've watched a lot of Rangers, but every mm. time I've watched Rangers, I've always been like, oh, I like him. I like I like, mm. I like, like what, what he has to say. And then his goal against um, uh, Villa pre-season Real, one. pre-season, that when he yeah, went past five, five men, you're like, woo! Yeah. And even in the, in the last game, if you watch our, our match day vlog from the Leeds game, he rounds, he nutmegs the goalkeeper on the floor, but obviously where I'm sat on the other end of the pitch, I'm just screaming, "What are you doing? Why have you? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to you, just shoot?" And then it goes in, and yeah, uh, Aribo is going to be a real, real, real player this season. Yeah. So, I think we pay seven million for him. 
Mm. Like, great, great deal. So, uh, yeah, Harry Bow. I'm not going to lie. Oh, the happy world of Aribo, mate. That is what we're living in right now. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Aribo, in that in that centre midfield position. The only downside to him right now is that the fans are singing um, "Status Quo" rocking all over the world to it, but they, they don't get the melody right. And as a Status Quo fan, that really bothers me. <laughs> well, well, I, do, I, do, I do understand that there are some amazingly um, branded T-shirts available. Oh yes, yeah. so everyone go check out MatchDayVlogs.com and uh, check out some T-shirts. There's a lot of t-shirts with my face on it, and I don't quite have the ego to yet to wear and buy those. But you should. You should all buy t-shirts with my face on it. So or if you prefer, you can get how the devil are you branded t-shirts on my website. So right, choose you know, choose you already make fun of me for wearing ugly shirts, mate. Wouldn't go with an extra mile, would I? <laughs> you'll never, you'll never wear anything as bad as that. It was so bad that you weren't even allowed to wear it tonight. It was that, it, that, isn't that that is literally the truth, though. I had that shirt out to wear for this show, and uh, it's been put in the wash because they just assumed it was a Ming and shirt. It's like, look, ugh, who would leave this line about? Throw it out in the wash. It's like, yeah, that, I, I, I get it. Uh, and then, and then this front line, I'm going to have Adam Armstrong on the left, Shea Adams in the middle, and Sakamara on the other side there, being a, just an absolute force to be reckoned with. And who was on the right? I do apologise. Uh, Mara, M-A-R-A. Oh, yeah, yeah. See him there. Mara. Um, so but the, 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 the thing about this front line, it's going to be very fluid. Where they, 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 they won't stick to sides. It'll be whoever you need to be at, the, at that moment in time. That's where, that's where they'll be. I mean, how, for, uh, for anyone of a certain age as well, how have particularly the younger fans who wouldn't have known anything different um, how is life without Shane Long? It's it's it's, it's difficult, man. Oh, the, the the thing that hurt was when you lose four one opening day and see that he scored for Red, and you're like, "What have we done? <laughs> what have we done? Why have we missed him?" I was always the defense of um, Shane Long last season. He always came on, and even though he didn't have the pace he had, he was still a nightmare for for players. He was still an old school, you know, striker where he's just causing havoc and just annoying people. So I'm I'm gonna miss Shane. Um, but you know, maybe Sakamara's about, about to make me, make me forget. I um, I thought I was never going to love a, a defender as much as I love Maya Yoshida. But Lianco, our Brazilian defender, is just—he's the best. He accidentally the third kit, and just for that, I'm like, oh, I love him. He's so silly. He's so, <laughs> but he's—he's still—he's one of those players where I love him. But is he sensible enough to be on a, in, in a two at the back? It's like, mm, probably not right now. But we're but sooner or later, hopefully he will. But right now. That's the squad I'd like to see on Saturday. You'd like to see that, would you? Please? I won't see that. We won't even see anything close to this. It'll be three, it'll be three, it'll be three at the back. It'll be no strikers again. But, you know, this is what I'd like. We to used see. to do this a couple of seasons ago. We dropped it for last season, actually. But uh, you can blame me. You can blame yourself for having to do this because I, I liked it last night on your show. Um, so it is back, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> we, we never got it spot on, did we? Never. Never got a spot on. And to be honest, I think you rarely had the formation that I wanted to go with. So it'd be interesting to see whether you've cracked it now. Here we go. Well, actually, I'm just going to play a quick game of who is it and who's going to score. Who's going to get? Who's going to get the most goals tomorrow? No, 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 no. I cannot no. wait for Big Baz to score a break from the goal. <laughs> <laughs> not him. Not him. 
not him. He might do, but in the other net. So um, <laughs> there we go. So uh, yeah. So I say hi to Kate. And uh, what formation, young Craig? Okay, let's see. Uh, four, one, three, two, please. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing the Christmas pudding. We are. <laughs> four, one. I don't think they have that still. Um... They're way behind. You know, this is the formation of the future. Or is it the past? I've got a four, one, two, one, two. Um... Yeah, whatever. Go with that. It's, it's near us. And is that yeah, let's, let's, near let's go with the diamond then. Yeah, let's go with the diamond, shall we? See, I went for four four two yesterday, but I'm glad you've yeah. gone for four at the back because I we need four at the back tomorrow. We so do to uh, to, to cope with that goal threat. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I guess we're going to start with um, Mr. Ward. Yep, Danny Ward. Wales's finest. Yeah, I mean, he, he made a lot of other decent uh, saves yeah. and, or at least blocks, to be honest. It was almost Schmeichel esque, his blocking, but uh, that's the life of a goalkeeper, isn't it? One little mistake and, uh, and it ends up in a goal. Yes, yeah. Right, well, let's see if we get to the... Because, of course, when I did mine, like I say, I, I didn't know Barnes was available, so I had no Barnes in there. Neither did I, Neither did I. to be honest. I, I heard earlier today, but I'd already committed to this joke of a lineup. so let's go with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the left in defence? Uh, on the left-back? Yeah. Uh, James Justin. Justin. A good choice. On the right-back? Uh, Timothy Castagna. That must be a blow to his World Cup hopes. <laughs> there we go. Well, we're in agreement so far. So yeah, this will this will be interesting, won't it? Yeah. So left centre back. Vestergaard, baby, put him in there. <laughs> Do not so, listen to him, Craig. Do not listen to him. Whatever you do, I will never so, have you back on if you listen to, to what he uh, what he is shouting. We always listen very closely. Nine. To our guests. <laughs> so, there what did you say? Left or right centre back? What do you want? Uh, let, we'll go left first. Left centre back, Soyun Chu. Yes. We are doing well here, sir. Well, four out of four. And at right back, well, right centre back. Really don't like him, but Johnny Evans. Wow, really? Okay. That didn't sound like a pleasant reaction. What's the, what's the vibe behind uh, behind Evans now? I, I'm not a big fan at all, but I'm, well, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the end of my team. <laughs> okay. oh, that well, much to say. That much to say about it. All right. Wow. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I would do. Um, our new, obviously, our new captain. Um, yeah. And uh, we we have now parted from agreeing. Uh, Centre defensive midfielder, Mister Indeedy. Indeedy. Yeah. Indeed. 
Indeed he did. Indeed, indeed. Oops. Okay. So, last year you used to be able to move these, but you can't now. So, right. yeah, left, centre, mid. Jewsby Hall. Yeah, I was saying last night to Chris, I really rate Jewsby Hall. I think he's... Yeah. He's going to be what really going to be a player in the next few years. Big, big season for him this season, I think. Yeah. Has he has he come straight through? Or did, did he go out on loan anywhere? Or has he just gone he went to season? Luton. Had a really good season at Luton, where he sort of um, he sort of it strengthened him up a bit. You know, a full season at that level. Yeah, they need that. They need yeah. that. We've got a few. Yeah. We've got quite a few boys out this season. We got Will, Will Smallbone, who he's such yeah. a good player. Just gone to Stoke for the for the um for the season. And I, you're right. They just need that. They need that man's game. Like get yeah. get 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 rough and tumble for a bit. But it's good I mean, that would, do, well, uh, that would do him good going to Stoke, watching the ball go over his head. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's now, do let's do the the cam next. Okay. Yeah. Let's put Madison in there. War prowse light. <laughs> so much more than free kicks and corners. War prowse, you're right. He's way more than that. Whatever this, unlike Madison, is he just that? Oh, you wait, mate. Tick, tick, and, tick and tock is a uh, is a uh, Prowse metronome. Yeah, I, I did. I have seen him. I did watch last year's game. You know, it's the South Coast Perlo, they call him. Yeah. <laughs> by, um, by they, I mean Match Dave Logs. They call him that. <laughs> right side midfield, Dennis Pratt. Hey, now up front, Vardy. Obviously, who knew? <laughs> and Rebecca, that is. Yeah, probably got more bite in her at the moment. Probably. Yeah. I was I'm supposed guessing... to bring a ball. <laughs> My I'm assistant guessing... dropped it over the side. <laughs> um, and then uh, Ian Acho. I think it's time to get two up front. Totally, totally, totally agree. Um, what I can't do though is spell his surname after all. I H. Start there. I was on, I always want to put the N first. The N. <laughs> I believe it's V E S T E R. G. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. Target man, get 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 an head on the ball. Be fine. I'd love him to come on in the 94th minute, go upfield and score the winner. I mean, I can oh. absolutely see that happening. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. That is, this, we are the team that like that, that to happen. I, I could <laughs> see one skimming off his head into his own net. That's all I could see. So <laughs> so that's my team. And you'll you'll notice the absence of Fafana and Tielemans. Um, for me, I, I know it, it may well be a bit of cutting off your nose to spite your face, but... I, I really cannot believe that those two players will be giving 100% if there's a big move in the background. For me, they can come straight back in as soon as the window's shut and they have to get to grips with the fact that that's where they're going to be playing uh, this season. But while, they're, while, while there's all of this um, hanging over them for me, you know, and you've got to be fair to the players who have committed. To Pratt has come out; he could have easily gone. Brendan said, I, I saw in an interview that when they went on the pre-season camp to Evian in France, 
he fully, even coming back after that, he expected Pratt to come and say he wanted to move. And he's come back and said, I want to fight for my place. He probably thinks Tielemans is going to go. And he's well worthy of uh, of, a, of a run in the team for me. He's a very good player. He's never had a real crack at it here. And fair play to him for saying that he's prepared to stay and fight for his place. And that should be rewarded for me rather than somebody who can't wait to get out the door. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. And so in fairness, I, I I forgot about Dennis Pratt yesterday mm. um, because we haven't seen so much of him. I actually included Fafana. I had Fafana and Evans at, at the back because it was a four. Yeah. Um, and and yes, I I see. I think with Fafana, I think he got an early booking against Arsenal, and I think that was what really hampered him. Um, before that, he you know he'd literally run up and I think it was Bradley was saying that he ran up and had an effort on goal. Yeah, he could have scored. Yeah, and, uh, and, and and put a tackle in. Uh, so I would play for Farner, but I totally agree with you that I wouldn't have played. I wouldn't play Tielemans. I just but, think you know if you you know if if there is a realistic opportunity of Chelsea coming in and spending big money on you when push comes to shove and it's at the last minute and there's a crunching tackle to be made, are you going to make it? And I'm not convinced that, and it's not just him. I'm not sure any player would, you know, if it means that I could get injured and we don't know how strong he's going to come back after that injury. Don't forget, you know, um, as someone was saying, I think uh, it's a bit of a gamble spending 80 million on someone that you've not seen have a run of games since he's had a really bad injury. So um, so for me, I just think his head, his head needs to be in the right place. And at the moment, that's not on the pitch for me. But Brendan said that he, we've had no offers for, for Farner. I, don't, I, I thought he said we haven't had any offers that meet our valuation, which is a different thing. I don't know. I've not heard that. I said, I'm only telling what I've... I've yeah, I, I thought he'd said we'd had two offers. Right. Neither of which matched the valuation. Oh, I think that was no. Was that not about Tielemans? I don't think we've had any offers for Tielemans, have we? I don't know. I just I'm getting. Confused. It's all conjecture, isn't it? Because unless the players come out or someone <laughs> comes out and actually says something, then I'm, I'm not sure we should believe anything anymore. Exactly. Exactly. But I do. I do agree with the two up front. I thought when Inacho comes on, I think. Vardy's great up front if he gets the service. Yeah. There's no point having somebody up there on his own that's not getting the service. But when Kelech is on, I mean, he set up Madison for, for, the, for the one goal we actually scored ourselves against Arsenal. And he does seem to... He, he kind of provides that link, doesn't he, between the midfield and, and uh, Jamie Vardy. And he does. And, and we saw before as well last season when Barnes was injured for a, for a decent run of time that he went with the two and Vardy played a lot down the left-hand side. And he's been told by Brendan um, now that, uh, you know, conserve your energy. So Jamie seems to have taken that as don't run. Uh, and in the, in the two games that I've seen him, he's hardly made a run. So for me... You know, if you were going to play one up front, I'd be playing Dakar at the moment based on what I've seen of Jamie in the first two games. Mm. So I think it will help Jamie if he's got someone up alongside him as well. It takes the pressure off him a little bit. And Jack, do you look at us as a team and, you know, seeing everything that's going on, the supposed unrest 
whether it is or not, you know, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of pages to fill and blogs to, to complete. Uh, do you look at this and thinking, yeah, this is a great time to play Leicester? I think it's, I think you could, the way that I look at this game going in, I think you'll feel the same way looking at Southampton going in. It's like, right, there is, there's a team there that can be beaten. And there is unrest in the back room a little bit. There seems to be an uncertainty of what the future really holds for the next three, four months for the squad. I don't know what's going to look like or what's going to happen to it. They're a player, all sorts. So as a Southampton fan, knowing that we, we had a good end to the game last time, Ralph seems to have worked out that, OK, this five, this three at the back system doesn't work. Let's be more attacking. Let's be more on the front foot. Let's try and press a little bit more like we've like like we've been playing, like we've been training for for the past four years. Craziness. So if we can go in like that, I am a little bit hopeful going into this game that maybe we can get something out. But at the same time, it's 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 Hampton Leicester, isn't it? It's there's a good chance we can lose this game four one. So I, I'm not I'm not going into this game full bolsterous. Like I think we're going to get the three points here. I think there's a really good chance to get three points here, and it's kind of up to us to take it. It's, you're not going to give it to us. But we need to go take it from you. So that that's where I'm at with it. And uh, I, I, I assume you just feel the same as Southampton. It's like you should be able to go and just take three three points from us. We should give you. It's Do we, Craig. Sadly, from uh, Jack's point of view, yeah. yeah. You know, we, you've you've got to, haven't you? Because yeah, you know, you've got to go into these games thinking these are the teams that we need to be taking three points off. I mean, it's it, you know, it's not offensive. I don't think to. <laughs> to to Southampton fans to think that and the same way particularly even more so if this was at, at St Mary's you'd be thinking this is three points yeah. these are the games that we need to win at home and uh, so we're, we're no different in that no indeed um I think because I mean at the start of the season I mean I used to do this as a kid I'd be sat there and thinking right well we could win that we might get a point against that oh you know we're going a mill wall away we're not going to get anything against that you know and and I know I say it's not being offensive. It's just it's teams that you think that your team should win. Managers will be doing the same. They'll have they'll have it there, thinking like this is where we're going to get the points. They'll have a target that they'll need that they'll be wanting to hit. I would imagine every manager by the time that the first international break comes along, they've all got a points total that they want to be at. And then when the World Cup break comes, there'll be a points total they want to be at. And and they're going through all the games saying this is where we think we're going to pick up points. Indeed, and I have to say that I have actually got just for Jack, and 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 the hair colour and everything. It's all perfect. This is this will be Jack's reaction during well, hopefully the ten nil win tomorrow. That's it. I'm calling the police. I don't have enough of this. <laughs> I can tell you, I don't look like that shaven. There's about, there's so many chins underneath it. It's, un, it's unreal. Tell me about it. But anyway, gentlemen, thank you so very much, Jack. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I'm sure for you, it was nice to see Craig not holding any questions. Oh my God, Craig, I can't tell you. I wake up with nightmares when somebody says, do I want to go to a pub quiz now? I'm like, no, no I don't. No, hey, I don't. There's, a new, there's a new quiz in the offing, Jack. Get your name down on the sheet. If you give me like a, a season to like revise, talk to me at the end of the season. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll come back around for it. 
<laughs> you know what it is? It's Nigel Pearson. It was on. I could, I could see his face. I knew his name. And I was just like, "What's Nigel Pearson's name?" What's Nigel? I, I, I could have just sat there and be like, "What's Nigel?" You Pearson's thought, name? "What's Nigel Pearson's name?" I literally sat there going, "What's Nigel Pearson's name?" I can't remember what his name is. And ever since then, I think about it probably once a week. Once a week, I'm probably goes. You wake up in a cold shiver, don't you? In a cold sweat. I just uh, sit there. I just, I would just sit there and just think, "His name's Nigel Pearson." Okay, it, it, okay. I'm going to throw this because there's two questions been asked the same here, so we'll, we'll we'll round it off with these. Um, first of all, Craig, to yourself, if we lose, does Brentford get does Brentford? If we lose, does Brendan get the sack? Um, no, I can see where Ant's coming from, and I think I, I think he'll be under a hell of a lot of pressure, but he will say that. He's had his hands tied and he'll come out with with every excuse under the sun. So what I would say is it would not surprise me one bit if the club are not already looking for the next manager and are putting feelers out there about who may be interested in coming. If that's uh, because... Ralph Hansel, that would be the <laughs> ultimate funny. Like, not be, like, I love Ralph. I want him to yeah. say, but if you took Ralph... <laughs> I would actually sooner have Ralph than um, Potter. You really hate Potter, don't you? For some reason, I just, oh, I, I, just like I just don't, I just don't get this hype. Everybody's blowing smoke up his ass when he, when he's actually done something, then come back. But at the moment, but what, what? But with that team and that budget, what what is he supposed to do other than start the season by going away and getting a, a win and playing attractive football and? Yeah, all the things we hate. Yeah, well, Man's exactly. got sixty million for Cucurella. He's doing something right. right. He's, a, he's a magician. <laughs> and Scott says similar to you, Jack. Does Ralph get the sack if you have another thumping? Uh, I don't no. think it will be another thumping. In fairness, no, but... I, no, I, I think the the, the club has, uh, the, the, <laughs> the the new owners have put so much into what Ralph Ball is and what it, and I'm sure they have contingencies Ralph going forward, Ball. but. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what we like to call it, old Ralph Ball. And they've already said in the past few weeks, listen, if you can lose 9-0 twice, yeah, and win one game in 13 and still be in the job and still and, th- and then that son be like, right, we're gonna we're gonna spend 60 mil, you know, without you having to sell anyone, they're gonna give you at least until January to try and <laughs> try and sort that stuff out. You know, you, you know that somewhere there's some photographs or something, and this is gonna be a Netflix documentary in years to come. As yeah. how he really hung on to that job. Exactly, yeah. Who who knew how we really done it? Turns out it was muggins like me just going, keep him, it's Ralph Balls, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. I think the big thing for, for Ralph is, is that, I don't know, not a lot of people know this, last season his coaching staff was consisted of three goalkeepers doing in their coaching staff. So yeah. when we were like, why, is the, why, are the goals, why are the strikers not striking? It's like, because there's a goalkeeper telling them how to do it. So the first thing we did this summer was get a whole new coaching staff. You've got guys from Villarreal and it seems to be a lot more. So that's going to take time for that to come in. If you're Ralph and you've had, you know, that many bad games and you, we've not had an assistant manager since his first season, his first season, Danny Roll left and went to Bayern Munich and we've not had an assistant coach since then. So he, this is the first time where he's going to have somebody saying, you need to make a change. We think you need to do this. And he's going to have a support staff to back him up. So I think that there's going to be more into that than there is, you know, I mean, you've got to, you've got to love a manager who cries when he wins. You, you know? know what? I I still back that to this day. I'm like, I love that. 
I, I love that. And it, the very strange thing, you see him, you saw that when the fans came back, he almost cried at the game again. Like he's obviously a very emotional manager. So there's this weird report saying that he's icy to some of the players. I'm like, I feel like that's got to be the player's attitude rather than him. Because there's no way that that guy that I've just seen cry on a football pitch is emotionless. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, I, I like him. There's so many similarities between our two teams. The stadium's the same. It's, you know, We've got off your defence. And we've had a manager that cried as well, haven't we? Have you? You know, I'm waiting what? for Craig. Do you not remember Craig? Well, I, I I know there's been a few cried at a few to. I'm I'm sure. No, it was that to few... win though, or to win. That was Mr. Ranieri. No. Well, yeah, he did cry yeah, against uh, Sunderland. I was actually at that game. I thought you were going back to David Pleat when he was moved on by the police up in Ifields. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't talking... there. The fact that you saw it does raise a lot of questions. I thought that you were talking about Nigel Pearson when he saw his video of his son on holiday. <laughs> That's true. If only we could remember his name. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you so very, very much. May football be the winner tomorrow. No, fuck it. No. <laughs> May Leicester be the winner. Well, actually, on Saturday, not just tomorrow, on Saturday. <laughs> Bugger football. Let, let Leicester be the winner. I'm sure you feel the same way, Jack. Jack, thanks you so much for coming on. Do again. Your, your link is in the description below. Uh, but do give people a oh, do give a shout out to where people can find you. Yeah, come over for visit- nine. Nine. Dave Locks. Nine. Just follow this. Just follow this. I will say, last night, the very last message I got from Mike, my co-host on Match Day Vlogs, was our video got demonetized because of Chris. So, <laughs> how dare you to be doing this to me on air? <laughs> you know, did I, did, I think I only swore we were talking Vestigard. That's all it takes. I, th- I think we just say Vestigard enough gets you demonetized. <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, there's a lot worse than that being said on mine, and I'm still here. Exactly. (laughs) Jack, enjoy it. Uh, I know you're not going to be at the match, but um, that might be a relief. We will find out. But uh, thank you. So, as always, it's a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me on, boys. It's good to see you. Jack. See you soon. Take care, mate. Bye bye. Bye bye. Craig, oops. Craig, he he went too quickly then. He went, and I was still (laughs) about to remove him, and you got removed. How remiss of me. Craig, thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. You are, I presume you are going to be going down the old KP on Saturday. I shall be there uh, and hopefully celebrating a, a much-needed victory to just give us all a little bit of breathing space. Yeah. I mean, it's not the end of the world if we don't get it. It's no. not, but it, it will be. It'll turn toxic. You, you know it. You know what our fan base is like at the moment. And... Uh, and that gives the press a story, so it becomes a snowballing um, effect. So I, I just hope for everyone that we just uh, we put in a decent performance. We played the team that I've picked, and uh, and we go and win five nil. And again, I say I totally agree with you about Telemans. I mean, and, if you, you know, if you cannot be bothered to turn up and play against the only team that appears to be interested in taking you um, and your contract out of year. If you can't turn up and do a good performance in that, something is wrong. And- to be fair, you know, if if he plays the team I've picked and we perform well, I should be installed as, uh, as next favourite to take over. I, and I would vote for you, sir. Thanks, I would mate. definitely, you would get my vote. 
there is trust, Mike, but you certainly would get my vote, sir. <laughs> but then again, now they would rush you, so I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, thank you very much, as always. Yeah, um, and we'll speak soon. And yep. uh, take care and look after yourself and enjoy yourself. And hopefully be doing a lot of shouting and celebrating for the uh, victory on Saturday. Cheers, mate. Thanks, All Chris. Next. Thanks, Cheers. everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. So we will be back five o'clock. No, we won't. We'll be back six o'clock tomorrow. Me and Brad will go through the uh, press conference and see what he had to say. Uh, like before, we should, hopefully we'll have it in video form as we're talking about it um, while I can get away with it. And I will see you after that for the Q&A, the second in a series of Q&A shows and um, see, well, your, your turn to ask the questions and me and Brad will try and give you our thoughts on those. Thanks very much. Take care. Thank you for watching. If you've been listening on the podcast, thank you so much as well and take care and I will see you soon. Bye-bye now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.